Yeah, you're a real loner punk rocker rebel sitting in your yard shaking your fist at your neighbor's car. Hey! I recognize your teeth. Booby and yucky. We use big boy words here. Now I'm wanting to backtrack and there is no coming back. We kick horses till they're dead, then undead, and we keep right on kicking. Never mind the bollocks, here's the weavers. Watching movies on your phone while you're taking a shit, that's what you're doing. Vinegar. Vinegar? Just vinegar. That. Yuck. Just yuck. I like salt and vinegar. Mm. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's a face. That's uh a... the flavor. Mm. That's the ice cream flavor. Oh, that's a face that says you're a happy man. I was. Hmm. <sighs> Anything in particular today or <laughs> uh nothing that I can Openly, yeah. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> um. Oh, so I guess I'll start. Uh, so, <laughs> Addie comes down at 5.15 this morning. What What are you doing up so early? Oh, I gotta give my phone to my dad, and he leaves at 5.30, so he's gonna stop by, because you gotta get this oh. screen fixed. And I'm, why didn't you do that last night? Uh, because she wanted to be on her phone last night. Uh-huh. So, then she... Sticks around with that and gets the dogs riled up and goes back upstairs and then comes back down right when I'm trying to do my conference and lets the dogs in that start yipping and yapping while I'm trying to do my conference. And I'm like, you know, then and she goes back upstairs and then she comes down and then turns the lights on. Well, since she's up, she might as well stay up because I, oh, then she left for school and two minutes later came back in to get a bag of chips or something. Now, when you do that, the dogs freak out because they think, I mean, they're used to Addie leaving. That's normal. But coming back in, that's unusual. So somebody's here. <laughs> yeah, I've been up since about four o'clock. I just. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm looking at um ugly red piece of trash car parked across the cul-de-sac in front of a, a nice, very nicely built new house because our hillbilly neighbors are hillbillies. And they just park wherever they want. And you can keep this in because fuck them. So there's this car parked across the street. Window has been down for the last couple days. Like, please... Someone out there in podcast land, come steal this car, please. <laughs> take the car, take it to the nearest junkyard, and have it trashed. Just trash the car. Get your hundred bucks for it. <laughs> oh, I mean, and I just—I can just imagine this—the builder of this new, very, very nice house thinking, "What the hell?" Like, no, yeah, no, that's that's the hillbillies. Oh, do you do you, you have see? a HOA there? Oh, there's a, there's a HOA meeting on Wednesday night. I can't be there. I got karate, and it's like the only night this week that I can actually go to karate is Wednesday, and I'm like, I'm not going to miss karate. So Joni's going to be the spokesperson for me, which... That's probably the best. 
<laughs> yeah, because I, 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 I hate it here. Um, but they're, they're trying to move over into people that live here forming the HOA, which I can just, is romper room. Just romper room. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Kangaroo, that's who's going to be nominated. Uh-huh. But, uh, oh, the people next door, I mean, they're going through a divorce, which I don't, I don't care. I don't care what you're going through. Just move the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Get. Go. Get. Oh, the guy has, like, ten fake geese in his backyard. What? Because he's a hunter, I guess, or something, or... I, who tries to attract geese to your yard? Yeah. They're shit machines. Yeah. I do, he, they're the worst neighbors I can possibly think of. I guess they could be worse. They could be having, like, loud beer parties all through the night. They don't do that, but they're just... You know, they're the kind that has five vehicles parked in the driveway. Oh, <laughs> oh I hate it here. Oh, I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> That is not the laugh of a sane person. That's a, uh, that's a troubled individual. Alvin Fleck or Edwin Fleck or whatever the heck. Arthur. That's Eugene. Arthur. Arthur. Yeah. Alvin. <laughs> so anyway, that's what I'm, I'm... I just... I'm like, please, like, let there be a torrential downpour right now because the car's windows are down. I'm like, I, I would just love to somehow see that car damaged. That's I want to see the car damaged. I don't... I, not till tomorrow, I don't think. <sighs> oh, I'm sure it'll be gone. By anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's un- that's unsettling. <laughs> and I start good, and then like I wake up every morning at five o'clock in the morning, and I do my workout, uh, and I watch my garbage and whatever. And I usually I'm like, okay, I'm still fine. And then as the minutes turn to hours, as the morning rolls on, I just. And sanity sets in. It just starts stacking up. Does this? It does. Match? It starts stacking up. Yep. Look out the window and just. Oh, I I forgot to gripe about my other kids who. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Do you Get have back to do you. you have homework after school? Do you have homework? Oh yeah, nope. we do. Nope. I'm asking oh. Holden. Do you have homework? Oh. Nope. Eight forty-five last night. Oh, Dad, I got homework. <laughs> mm, nope. No, you don't. Tough shit. No. <laughs> and this morning he was having a freak outfit and his homework is I got to cut out two pages of triangles that have numbers on them so that he can use them like flashcards and show me that he knows how to add. I work with my kids. I know he knows how to add and subtract. We do it all day, every day without just, I quiz them throughout the day, just randomly. So this was a nonsense thing that we, I'm like, we don't need to do this, but whatever. Tell him you did it. I cut all, I cut all the pieces out and gave it to him. And it's like, dude, after school, you do homework, but no, they want to come home and play with the neighbors and play on the tablets and mm-hmm. dick around. And then when it's bedtime, oh, homework, I forgot. <sighs> mm-hmm. That sounds actually very much like here. They Now, we get a, uh, the teacher actually, and I think they do this deliberately now at their new school. The teacher gives them um, like a bunch of sheets and not a bunch of sheets, but like, here's your homework for like every week. Here's your pages of homework that you you keep at home and you can work at your leisure or you can do this amount of pages per day. And then on Friday, you bring it back. That's your homework. You get it, I think, Monday morning. Okay. And it actually works good because the parents have it. I mean, we it's sitting on our counter. So we know here's your homework. We know how many pages he's done 
and he how many pages are left to be done. So it's not like he can hide this stuff from us. See, we had a, we had a similar system last year with the boys where they would have homework or they they would send paperwork home that you would sign off on every day. Okay. And so it, you know, it made sense. This year they moved to two new teachers we've never had before and it's just random. It's just random. There'll be no homework for two weeks. Then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there's homework. I, it's it, I, it's great. I don't. And, and the amount of papers that they send home of nothing, just bullshit. Here's papers of this. Here's papers of this. And paper, 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 paper. Uh, why don't we conserve a few trees, maybe? And just, because it's... Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know they're trying to raise money and it's, we're having an event where you come and dress up and it's six o'clock in the evening on this night and you get the kids all excited for it. And then, then I got to be the one to disappoint them and say, we're not doing that shit because it's boring mm. and they get enough money and I've got, I'm tired from work. Uh, oh, but teachers do so much and they're there from so early uh, until so late. And I'm like, yeah. And you also get three months off in the middle of the summer. Oh, we're not off. We still work. And I'm like. Yeah, I got lots of teacher friends. I know how it goes. Yeah, you got a couple of days of work in there. I know. I also, yeah, yeah, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. It is at least one one positive in our little bitch such as the kids genuinely do like school now, and so it's because um, I'm like, oh, if this is you know this this could just be my oldest just not liking school, but no. It was literally, it was the school that he was at just did not suit. I believe him that. That's very all. easy to believe. Yeah. Uh, so, but now, oof. I mean, even my wife went in for Hudson's birthday yesterday to eat lunch with him, and she was like, wow, that was, that was different than eating lunch at the other school. Like, they're just, it's still kids will be kids, but it was very much controlled and normal, unlike the other one where it was 30 minutes of chaos. Yeah. So anyway, but eh, kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and maybe I should pay more attention to their folders this year, but it's hard. To, I'm the one that goes to the conferences more often than not, and they're both doing good. They're both above the middle level. So, and like Holden, it was funny. He's usually, eh, I don't know how the numbers work, but he's usually in that percentile that. He's ahead of where they want you to be at the end of the year, at the beginning of the year. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the last couple of years, that's how it's been. He's way, way ahead. Because I focus on teaching the kids things instead of depending on the school to do it. Uh, Corbin's been fine. And this year, they've kind of uh, switched a little bit. Corbin's a little higher, and Holden's back towards... Not, but he's still in the upper half, but he's back closer to the middle. <laughs> okay. But they're still both doing really well, so that's why I don't freak out about it. Same with Addison. She does, she's like 4.0. Great. She gets wow. so mad if she gets a B. She's so pissed off. And I keep telling her, this is why you get away with so much stuff is because your grades are good. They start to slip. Your life's over. Just so you know. <laughs> As it should be. As it should be. Uh, are you ready for the roulette? Um, uh, truck, truck, just meandering. Yes, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm Eric. 
And I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. Vince. It's time to spin the wheel of the Nicky Roulette. We dive into the cellar and try to find that those time again love. where we dive into the bombs for, <laughs> for the I don't remember the gems and the thing. Hang on to your shorts, folks. <laughs> You're so late on it that the thing is over, like one fourth of the way through your singing. Ugh. <laughs> oh. And this episode of the Roulette, it is Puppet Master, the Lilith's Reich, up against the Heretics. And crap, I'm up first. Hold on a sec. Okay, Puppet Master, the Littlest Reich. And I think I've seen Puppet Master movies, at least one or two of them, maybe. But maybe not. Uh, all hell breaks loose when a strange force animates the puppets up for auction at a convention, setting them on a bloody killing spree that's motivated by an evil as old as time. Directed by people I don't know, but written by S. Craig Zoller. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, the Dragon Cross Concrete. And yep, yep. And starring Tom. Thomas Lennon, who is fantastic. Hilarious. Hilarious. I love him. He's in Reno 911, right? That's what I know him from. Yeah, and he was in uh, Harold and Kumar, the Christmas one, if I remember correctly. No, I haven't seen that one. And Michael Pear, Barbara Crampton, uh, Udo Kier. And, you know, they got to throw those horror legends in there. And this was okay. I mean, it was plenty gory, and in ways that made you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The story is fine. Um, I, I imagine it's probably a lot better than other Puppet Master movies, but I couldn't tell you that for sure off the top of my head, because I don't really remember any of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, not much to say about it. It's fine. It, I, I watched it. Little puppets and some Nazi stuff and... Yep. <laughs> Whoa, over to you, the heretics. Oh, I was hoping you'd like it a little bit more. I thought it was great. Uh, it's fine. It, this definitely is more of a Eugene movie because it's just, just gory as all hell, just gross, and mm-hmm. and and in gross ways like, ah, they're killing pregnant babies. Like, ah, it's it's uncomfortable. It's not. It takes the fun out of it, but it's no, not. No, 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 no. That heightens the uh... the gross factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, there you go. Little little <laughs> Nazi puppets killing. People. Everything. Yeah. For reasons, I guess. Yeah. And then at the end, he kind of turns into some giant monster thing, and I was like, what? Okay. But, I mean, it's cool looking, but... Oh, and what a downer to end it on. Oh, I know. Like, what the hell? <laughs> that was not necessary. I know. I really, that that I really was one thing. character. Yeah, I'm like, what? You went that way? All right. But, yeah, I thought that was... It's right up my alley. Yipper. Okay, tell me about the heretics. Uh, okay, The Heretics is a 2017 Canadian movie, hour and 27-ish minutes, and not bad. Uh, uh, this lady escapes a cult. I'm not going to spoil too much of it because it's worth a watch. A uh, lady escapes this cult, and um, she's kidnapped by this creepy dude, and then culty things happen, uh, and... The last twenty minutes or so, really, really culty things happen. Uh, it was good. I I enjoyed it for what it was. There, um, it it definitely shows its budget. Just it has that that look where it just 
like a little bit more money. I, something about it. It just feels like another one of those Netflixers, but there is a really good story in there. The girl is, uh, well, actually the girl, it's one other one of those things where it's basically just two people, but they're both good enough actors to hold the lower budget. I did really, uh, if it wouldn't have been for the pretty cool ending, then nah, no, but that ending, very, culty i mean i don't know it's worth a watch for i i kind of would like to spoil it but i think that you should maybe give it a watch and you should go in knowing that it does get better okay if, does that make sense yeah yeah i got gotcha. you yeah so it was for a roulette thumbs middling up this was definitely not a thumbs down but eh, i mean it's i don't know you've got a couple days left if you want to throw it onto the horathon just to get it done so we can talk about it but the ending's cool all right. Maybe I'll do that. Okay. Okay, next round, coming your way. Rattlesnake on Netflix. After a mysterious woman saves her daughter from a deadly snake bite, a single mother must repay the debt by killing a stranger before sundown. Sounds cool, and the trailer looked pretty good. A euthanizer on Canopy. A man who euthanizes animals as a side job runs afoul of a white supremacist. Uh, this was a winner of Best Screenplay the Jesse Awards, whatever that is, and the Tokyo International Film Festival. Official selection of the Toronto International Film Festival. TIFF. And lastly, Devil's Domain, also on Canopy. Lisa's a troubled and bullied teen, conflicted with her sexuality and on the brink of suicide. A beautiful stranger, uh, the devil, strikes up an online relationship and promises to rid her of the bullies in exchange for a baby. Ooh. Ah, okay. There you go. Okay, um, coming your way. First up is, uh, actually, I believe these are all on, um, Netflix. First up is AMI. It's horror. It's an hour and 17 minutes. TVMA. A 17 year old girl. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> forms a codependent relationship with an artificial intelligence on her phone and goes on a murderous rampage. Eh, that sounds oh, kind of cool. So him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, but hour and 17 minutes is, I mean, that is, that's short. Uh, next up, Eli. I don't know why I did the Amish voice, but, uh, hour and 38 minutes, horror. Uh, boy receives treatment for his autoimmune disorder, discovers, uh, that the house he's living in isn't as safe as he thought. It's getting some decent reviews. I guess there's a pretty good twist in there, which I've been really trying to avoid because it's, I guess it's all about the twist ending on that one. Hmm. And, um, Lastly, The Influence, new movie from 2019, hour and 39 minutes, TVMA. Uh, after moving back to her family home to care for her dying mother, a nurse haunted by her childhood memories must struggle with an evil force in the house. This one is Spanish, so I would, now, I would assume that the, uh, it's subtitled, uh, but it does actually have a decent-ish budget, so that might actually look the best of the bunch? I don't know. It's roulette, and it's October. There you be. All right. I will take the short one. I'll take Amy. Or, I guess Amy it's supposed to be. Oh, what it, oh. see, I didn't even pick that up. Well, I watched uh, part of the trailer. That's kind of stupid, but anyway. I, well, I only know that because I watched part of the trailer. I was like, Amy, what is that? And I, I went and looked at it. And it's like, oh, Amy, it's it's like a Siri thing. Amy is ready to do da-da-da. Like, Alright. Yep. 
Thanks for that. Uh, what do yep, you want? Good luck. <laughs> I'll take Rattlesnake. That you just for the title alone. And I'm like, ah, that's kind of cool. And I believe that is that from the director of I think it is the director of 1922, the Stephen King adaption from last year, which I thought was pretty good. So I don't like, know. Ah. I research the roulettes that I give to you. You research the roulettes that I give to you. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way this works. Yeah, as it should. As it should. <laughs> Alright, there you go. Next episode of the roulette, it's Amy up against Rattlesnake. And that's gonna do it for the uh the Horathon yeah, then, too. Yeah, this is the last week. Even so though, we've got uh, until Thursday. Thursday is it, right? Yep. Thursday at midnight. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for part four of the Horathon? Uh yes, but before we get in there, I uh, just real quick, because I'm sure you watched it. Thoughts on Mandalorian trailer number two. Oh, I have that written down to talk if we have time at the end. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I'm getting tired of editing an hour and 45 minute long episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a feeling this is going to be a Eugene heavy episode, so I was saving myself a little nugget. Have I watched it? Yes, I've watched it about 12 times. <laughs> okay. Well, well, okay, then we'll... We'll save that for we'll the save. end if we have time. Uh, and there will be another... Ep- yeah, next week will be the last episode of the Horrorthon. Yeah, yeah we still uh, although it'll be obviously shorter. We only have yeah, couple you know, a couple days left. Unless I just go haywire. Oh, I don't <laughs> think you're going to have to, sir. I've been real busy. Okay, and here's the horathon. Welcome to the 2019 Movie Freaks Horathon starring Eric Moner and Eugene Weaver. Uh-huh. Okay, when we last left off, uh, the score was 37 to 44. You were up. Uh, the last thing that you reviewed was Amityville Dollhouse. Get your list up. Yep, okay. I got it. Okay. Um, and I'm up first. Number 38 for me is The Visitor from 1979. Uh, the soul of a young girl with telekinetic powers becomes the prize in a fight between forces of God and the devil. Wow, really? That's what that movie was about? Um, maybe it was just because my VHS was so shitty, but I was just... That kind of became background. Um, uh, and it's long, hour 48. I don't remember much of this one, sir. I... No, fair, Lance Henriksen. That's a good movie. Okay, I'm not crapping on it, but I just... Maybe I was just tired. I don't know, Uh, but... Eh, it didn't do a whole lot for me. I'll definitely be keeping it because it's uh, got a really cool case and cover. And I mean, wow, that's what that movie's about. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. uh, Franco Nero is in that as the Jesus type character from another planet. Oh yeah, okay, I kind of remember that. <laughs> oh, and, oh, that's such a good movie. Is it though? Oh, the Blu-ray looks delicious. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's just it's trippy. It's like it's kind of like a fantasy, like, The Exorcist meets some weird fantasy thing, and Omen, and, oh, it's so bizarro and great. I think, maybe. Okay. Uh, 45 for you. 45 for me is Trek, directed by Patrick Lussier. Ugh. (laughs) Uh, I know that name. Mm Mm-hmm. Jamie Kennedy's in this, this and Omar Epps. New or old? Oh, brand new. Brand spanking, oh, he, spanking new. He's gotten worse as he's gone, I think. Oh, he has, and the budgets have dropped, sir. 
Tom Atkins is in this too, and that's shame. Shame on you. Stay out of this stuff. Uh, awful. <laughs> Something about a... It starts out great. I'm like, oh, maybe the reviews are bad are, are wrong on this. Maybe this is going to be good. Even though, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, this movie is an hour and like 40... Uh, hour and 48 minutes or... Like, long for a slasher. This this is a slasher, I think, because it starts out as this, these teens are having this spin-the-bottle Halloween party or something, and Trick, his nickname's Trick, kind of like M- MC, or Mick G, but his name's Trick. Stupid, it's stupid. Um, He's got some mask on, and he just randomly starts to kill everybody in the room, which, admittedly, was pretty cool. Um, And then... Omar Epps is Omar Eppsing it up and investigating and oh, three years later or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> this review will and, end? <laughs> oh, then three years later, Trick shows up again and we thought the Trick was dead because uh, because Omar Epps stuff, I, I think. And, and, oh, and then he does something else. So he kills another couple of people and then three years later, it's one of those. What? It's, oh... And then there's a big twist in the end, which is just, just stupid and low budget and, oh, and just, there's, like, there's a lot of violence in the movie, but it's the, I'm stabbing you violence. You know, the fake knife stabbing you. Like, oh, mm, okay. You're not getting a pass with that stuff anymore. In this day and age, uh, no, no, no. Nope. That's cheap. That's Aldi. Not Aldi's. That, Aldi's is good. So that's great value. That's go. great value gore. I don't want great value gore. Anyway, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, one star uh, for the first ten minutes. But Tom Atkins should not be in this. Jamie Kennedy, he should be. Omar Epps, shame on YouTube. Ugh, terrible. Anyway, I I'd like to say I'm done with Patrick Lussier's movies, but no, not. you're not. <laughs> He's in the middle of, of all of our, our bad directors. He's kind of in the middle. You know, when we start talking about Troma and yeah, Sci-Fi Channel, Wynorski. right? He's above. He's above them. Yeah, but hmm. but throw McG in there. McG is definitely above Mister Lussier. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Uh, next up for me is Dean Koontz, Servants of Twilight. Oh, how is this one? Uh, based on the novel by Dean Koontz, this action-packed thriller, oh, oh I beg to differ, sir, <laughs> features Bruce Greenwood looking like he's about 21 uh, as a private detective hired to protect a little boy from a fanatical religious cult that believes he's the Antichrist foretold in the Book of Revelations. So we've seen this kind of thing before, multiple times, and Dean Koontz just Koontzes it up. That's, I'm not a big fan of his, it's, he's always like edge horror for me, where, hey, isn't this thing kind of a scary, cool idea? And you're like, yeah, it is. And then he's like, well, what if I pull it back? And just kind of, let's talk a lot. Let's talk a lot, very specifically about everything. And the way of his writing is the same as this movie. There's a lot of talking in this hour 35 that feels like a hour 50. You know, one of those just, ah. Eh, and then the end is kind of cool with, you know, the, the revealing whether or not he's the Antichrist or not. And the way that kind of goes, it was like, all right. The rest of the movie, I was checked out. I just was like, man, Bruce Greenwood's young and a redhead. 
that that was what I was thinking through like the whole movie. So uh yeah, I'm guessing that was a made for TV one there. Would it would it be better on a squeaky clean new transfer from <sighs> action packed. How dare you say action packed in there? <laughs> Boy, if there was action in there, I I didn't see it. I mean, a little bit of shooting here and there, but ugh. Into the bin it goes to go on my shelf because it looks mm-hmm. cool and it's weird. Okay, back to you. Okay, you guessed the movie. I do love a good joke, and this is the best joke ever. A joke on the children. Oh, I no idea. Silent Night something. No, okay. I'll keep. I'm gonna keep going because this is like this is tops for me. It's almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets. Oh, Halloween three. There we go. Halloween three. I love this movie, and I every year I like. I should save this for Halloween night, but I love it so much that I'm like, ooh, it's November, I have to watch it right now. So I watched Halloween 3, and I wanted to watch a good Tom Atkins movie to get the the cat poop taste of trick out of my mouth. And this did that. This completely you're, did the you're trick. Just like all those, <laughs> did the trick. <laughs> you're like those young girls that Tom Atkins keeps tricking into having sex with him. No matter oh, yes. how many days are on that shirt he's wearing and how musty the smell or how yep. natty light the breath you head right on back in for another yep. deep deep hug yep oh a lot more than that <laughs> uh it's uh great the movie's just awesome in every possible way it's one of my favorite halloween movies like this season halloween and it is it is my favorite of the halloween series i like this better than all the michael myers ones i just i just do it's Oh, it's creepy and evil and just oozes Halloween dread. Uh, And, of course, Tom Atkins. Mm. And Connell Cochran is a great bad guy. The the, the plot is so sinister and ridiculous but great. And it's like they throw everything in the kitchen sink in. Like, Stonehenge, sure, let's Stonehenge rock. And Halloween masks and uh, snakes coming out of people's faces. And it's crazy. Love it. Yep. Uh, next Back up, to you. Next up for me is Crocodile 2, Dead Roll, a.k.a. Death Swamp. A uh, criminal carrying stolen money and gold hijacks a plane that crashes in a Mexican swamp where the survivors are terrorized by a giant crocodile. This is from... Uh, did I say 2002 already? Uh, it's from 2002, and... It stars not a single recognizable person to me. This kind of might have been a sci-fi channel original kind of thing, but if it was, it came at a time when they were doing it pretty much pretty much better than the shit they've been doing. Let's put it that way. Oh, really? So there's uh, there's some CGI in there that's dodgy, but it's still, for 2002, when did Eraser come out? Because it's better than that. Um, there's a lot of practical crocodile in here. The thing is huge, and it's just, just mauling people left and right. I mean... You got the guys fighting over their money, the typical kind of heisty, you know, we got bags of money and the survivors are fighting over it while trying to survive getting killed by the crocodile. And I mean, it, is it good in the pantheon of cinema? No, but it was an easy breezy watch. Uh, I think that was a 2B TV one or something like that. But uh, I'm looking here and that's on, that's on Amazon Prime. Hey! I don't know that you want to watch it, but... I'm, yeah, for some of the crap I've been watching, it was, I, fine background material. 
Gary Jones directed that, and he also made Planet Raptor, Spiders, Axe Giant, <laughs> huh? uh, Ballistica. Oh, Ballistica. Name one I've heard of. <laughs> Ghouls, Death Kiss, oh, Ghouls, The Dead Matter, The Setup, The Rage. Oh, he directed... Wait, no, no. The Rage was directed by Robert Kurtzman. I'm not sure why that's showing up. Because it was The Rage, and there's Carrie to The Rage. Uh, yeah, are... this is... Th- this is um with Andrew Divoff and... Uh, Anyway, oh, Mosquito. Yeah. He directed Mosquito. Yeah, that's a good movie. Boogeyman Three. Hold on here. I don't know. The reviews are pretty decent on here. Ah, uh... yeah. I'll just I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that it was painless for me to watch for the most part. And even if there was dumb stuff, it was funny to laugh at. Was it better than, uh, or about as good as the uh, giant ant thing that we watched? Uh, but this is O2. It, yeah. Close to the same thing, and it's 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 a one creature. It was harmless. <laughs> Back to you. All right. Okay. Um, Unmasked, part 25, from Vinegar Syndrome. Here we go. Let's... Is it legitimately part 25, or is it just... No, it's funny. That's funny. Oh. Uh, Starts out good. There's a bunch of British people doing Britishy things. If that's... If that... Well, yeah, it's in the 80s, and they look 80s, and... Oh, and a guy in a hockey mask shows up and just just butchers them all. I mean, it, it is really, really gory. Well, there happens to be a blind girl in the group of people that are getting massacred. And so she doesn't know what's going on. She can't see. And then her and hockey mask guy, they hit it. They hit it off and they become a couple. And then for the next hour, there are a couple doing coupley things and he's dealing with daddy issues and every now and then killing someone. And, Oh, and then, Oh, it's not funny. It's comedy, but it's not funny. It's it's not. It's supposed to be a romance too, and it's not. It's oh, and his face kind of looks like Toxic Avenger with the one eye drooping down. But Toxic Avenger does it way better. It's gory though. It's that. I mean, Jackson is a lonely serial killer who is really beginning to question the point of all his killing. Yeah, it's a little hard to make friends when you're killing everybody. Oh well, his face is messed up, and that's why. Oh, it's <sighs> no. No, <laughs> this seems to be a beloved, long lost horror movie that I was expecting to be good. And there's a lot of people that like this movie, I guess. But good God, was that boring? I just just make a straightforward slasher movie. I guess it's been the slasher movies have been done to de- death, and this was do- trying to do something different, especially in the late '80s when it had truly been done to death. But oh man, it's just like that middle hour or whatever, just. Oh, and talking in their British voices, which, hey, I, I, that's fine, but it just was very, very soap opera-y and just going to visit his dad and... Oh. <laughs> I've never even heard of this movie. Oh. I had heard of it from the podcast, uh, The Hysteria Continues, and they, they reviewed it, and, and they, I think they liked it a little bit more than I did, but they did have similar thoughts on that that middle segment to where going out to eat and then making food and he's, you know, he's on the verge of going crazy, but he's trying to rein it in because of her and 
And there's some kinky sex in there, but it's just not funny. Uh, uh, anyway, that sounds, there you uh, go. sounds awful. Yeah, it was a slog to get through. Just a slog to get through. Uh, I'm depressed talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, the show's really popping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up for me was Puppet Master of the Little Strike. Okay. Check. Back to you. Okay, next up is... Uh, I'm after, I'm not sure what my logic was, but I'm like, okay, well, Unmasked Part 25 was not very good, so let's go with an early 70s movie that might be good, if I remember correctly. Mm, uh, Candle for the Devil, a.k.a. It Happened at Nightmare Inn. Rated PG, strike one. Uh, two sisters running a small hotel in Spain kill female tourists whose morals do not meet their strict religious standards. It was okay, I guess. It was okay. Um, oh, wait a minute here. Ah. I think that, okay, so there is an, okay, so I've got the unedited version. I guess there is some titties in there, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just lots of these two older women, just lots of conniving and like, should we kill this lady because she's in a bathing suit or shouldn't we? Here's a woman with a baby out of wedlock. Should we kill her or shouldn't we? Uh, let's get on with the murder, I guess. It's okay. It was certainly better than Unmasked Part 25. Uh, but um, it's the second time I watched it. And the first time... Back on the shelf I, it went. Oh, yeah. The first time I'm like, that wasn't good. And then years later, I'm like, hmm. What about you, Code Red? No, back on the shelf it goes till Horathon part 20 for us, I guess. <laughs> part 25. No, be way sooner. 25, yeah. So there you go. Back to you. Uh, next up for me is The Heretics, which I watched. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay, and? <laughs> uh, yeah, I pretty much echo everything that you said, and I guess now we can get into spoilers if you want. Yeah. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, the... I don't know if I was as keen on the ending as you were. I really liked the way that it was going. I was never bored. It was fine. It was gross. At the parts that they wanted to be gross were gross. And the body trans, the, the trans, yeah. Oh, just, I got you. and that's kind of how I felt this morning because I was so tired and she's puking all over in her lap. And I was like, I, I, I feel you, sister. That's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the hair falling out was crazy. Now, spoiler, spoiler, if you want to talk about the very, very, very yeah. ending. I didn't like that she actually became the thing because they teased so much. Oh, we got, got, just got to make it through sunrise. Just got to make it through sunrise. It's like, okay, I get it. We're going to do the last. We're going to dick around and do the last second mm-hmm. stabby thing and then did it. And he'll think it's okay and they can live together and then be boyfriend and girlfriend. And then she's going to turn into the demon. And they did exactly that. It's like, You can see that coming from a mile away. Yeah, I, I just know. wish they would have found a more interesting way to do it or I don't know I don't even know I don't even know what would have been yeah. better would have been better if they just got away I don't know if I'd have liked that better because it's still cool that she's like aha okay now I'm a demon and it's end of times or something cool effects though I was impressed with the yeah the story kept moving they of course they had to do the uh, uh, is it a dream is it not kind of thing a couple of times just because well we gotta we gotta get this thing to an hour and a half I know yep that's a cheap way to do it yeah, and it, I mean it. It felt like Netflix, a Netflixy thing, but not bad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not bad. It was okay. 
probably a one and done, but it was okay. All right, back to you. Okay, next up is uh, now. This is after Unmasked Part 25, Trick, Kennel for the Devil. Like, oh, I need something good again. So, The Witch. Another movie that I should have just waited for Halloween because it is the perfect Halloween night movie. This is the Robert yep. Eggers movie. Uh, it's perfect. It's perfect. There's, I, it's flawless to me. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy is... She she so holds the movie together. I mean, she is the centerpiece of that movie. And she's so good in this movie. And it ends... Everything about the movie is terrifying to me. And it is... Uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that is this bleak to where there's literally nothing positive. There's not one single positive thing. Unless you... Spoiler. Unless you consider her character becoming a, a witch. Um... If that's a positive thing, then okay. But otherwise, it's th- even The Exorcist. There is a positive message in the end of that. Nothing here. Nope. Evil wins the end roll credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I love it. It's oh, it's so unnerving and creepy. And oh, that when when Mister when when old Scratch walks in and he's like, "Wouldst thou like to?" Live deliciously. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, and then right after that part, you know, then he goes boom. Then the music boom, and she's strolling out to the woods naked, and oh, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, I think I've watched that movie like seven times now. I, it's it's kind of the it's the newer Evil Dead for me that I just cannot get enough of that movie, which speaks volumes of my psyche and what goes on in my brain. <laughs> Oh, you're just a horror fan. Yeah, Black Phillip is great, and it's it's these types of movies that completely take me out of reality, and just, yeah, I'm in my happy bubble. You know, you've got your certain things, and this is mine to where I just, big, sheeted and grin, and it's my, it's my happy bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. Okay, next up for me is A Name for Evil, and this is the tape that I watched. Huh, Paragon. Paragon. Paragon is one of those companies that got obscure horror movies and kind of good times them. Yeah. You know uh, know what I'm saying? We're like... Video treasures. Yeah, yeah, video treasures. Exactly. Like, when when you open it up and see how much tape this is for a full movie, that's that's bad. EP mode. Yeah, that's EP mode right there. Oh, and I hit play on this and to quote... One of my good friend's funniest jokes that he's ever said in his entire life about his broken TV when we were trying to watch a movie. Oh, it's pitch red out. Because... <laughs> that was me. Because that's what it, that's what it, this whole tape was. It was pitch red out. And Ooh. I mean, so much so that like, when they take their shirts off, they, they'd look pink. Anyway, dissatisfied with the family architectural business, a man and his wife pack up and move out to great-grandfather's old house in the country. While trying to patch it up, the house starts to make it clear to him that it doesn't want him there, but the local church, with some off-kilter practices of their own, seems to take a shine to him. I mean, every website I go to calls this horror, and it has evil right in the title. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I've... Oh, nope. they talk and fight, and then there's some strippers and some that don't make sense because he's like imagining or like remember he's looking at this girl and it, it must be a memory because he flashes back to from a shot from neck down and just bouncing around naked. 
and then it bounce, goes back, cuts back to him looking at her, and I'm like, oh, did he meet her in a strip club or something? Was she a stripper? I don't know. I guess maybe he cheated on his wife or something. I don't know. So they go out to this house, and, uh, and maybe a couple of creepy things happen there, and, and the, the lightning crashes, and then he drives, gets scared, and drives off and to town and goes into the church where everybody's dancing around partying, and the church is clearly, this is a culty thing. We're doing hippie culty things. Okay. And they like him and want him to join or something, and then there's a blonde, and he goes back to the house, and the wife is mad, so they talk and talk and talk some more, and then they kind of pack up and uh, go. A name for evil. That's that's what I got out of it. Um, Back to you. And back on the shelf it goes, huh? It's Paragon, though. It's one of those hard to find... (laughs) <laughs> I understand. Okay. Uh, next up for me is Dead and Buried. 1981. This is a suspense horror film set in a small coastal town where, after a series of gory murders committed by mobs of townspeople against visiting tourists, the corpses begin to come back to life. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Good. One more thing on a name for evil. That was starring Robert Culp. Do you know who that is? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a TV actor. Yeah, for the he most was. part. Yeah. But the greatest American hero is what I most know him for. Yeah. He was in, I went looking at his filmography here and he's been in so much stuff that you and I recognize from growing up and reruns. And I just, every time I see his face, like, ah, that guy, that guy. I knew you from the eighties. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Back to your, <laughs> no, uh, dead and buried. Yeah. Very good movie. Uh, it's, it's, um, Creepy doctor, creepy little coastal town, a sheriff that's trying to figure things out, and uh, Stan Winston special effects that are quite good. I remember this movie back when I used to work at the Video Connection, and I was asking my boss at the time, I'm like, okay, I, I now have a car, and I now work at a video store, and I want to just soak it all in. Give me the horror. And so he was like, well, here's one that you should watch. It's Dead and Buried. And I'm like, oh, that cover is kind of like, really? Are you sure? He's like, trust me, it's good. And I, yeah, he was right. It was very, very good. Still holds up. It's got this early 80s atmosphere. And this is 81, so this is right in that sweet spot of just a horror movie every week coming out in the theater. Um, good, really good twist ending. Moves at a quick pace. Uh, very. If you ever have a chance to watch Dead and Buried, I think you should check it out because it is... A very unique, good movie. Just really, really good movie. I very much remember the cover, and I can't remember if I've ever gotten around to watching it. But uh, I've I think got, that you I've would remember it. Yeah, that's that's a cool movie. <clears throat> there you go, Denberry. Back to you. So uh, it's been a really busy week, and um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I said it's probably going to be a Eugene-heavy episode, but I, if you look at the dates of when I watched stuff, there were times where three days went by before I watched anything. Just busy with life and kids and work, and it's just been nuts. Well, hang on to your hats, folks. <laughs> I got my pen ready to take notes, so okay. go, go ahead. Well, next up is The Heretics, so check that one off oh, the list. I, I already counted that one way back. Okay, so. all right. The Lighthouse. Uh, this is the new Robert Eggers movie. So excited about this movie. Uh, this is the one with Willem Dafoe and... <clears throat> Batman. 
Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yes, Nailed it. correct. Nailed it. <laughs> yep. Uh, watched this with my buddy Steve and uh, to a pretty much sold out crowd. You know, my first impressions, initial impressions of the movie when I walked out, I'm like, that was way too long for what was on screen. I was bored. However, I have been thinking of that movie ever since I, ever since I saw it. It is, um, I think 1.33 aspect ratio, which is four by three. It's, it's square, uh, and shot in on film in black and white. Uh, I mean, is that 16 or, um, to me, it looked like it was 16 millimeter, but they could have, you know, put some filters on that thing. And I know that Steve is aspect ratio, aspect ratio, one, 1. 1.19, <laughs> uh, sound mix mono. <laughs> oh, 35 millimeter. Okay. So it was 35 millimeter. Okay. Uh, it, it would not have surprised me had it actually been on, um, I could on, be wrong, but I think at 35 millimeter, you have to put, uh, you had to block the sides. I would bet so, yes. And, and I understand why he did that, and I really appreciate why he did it, because it gives you even more of a claustrophobic feel, because this movie relies on claustrophobia, and you're stuck with these two guys, both of which are slowly going mad uh, on this island. That There is no escape. And all they have to uh, to pass the time is copious amounts of alcohol. Like... A lot of alcohol to the point where if, if and when they run out, they might end up having to make their own out of gasoline or fuel or something. <laughs> um, it's a slow burn, insane thing. Um, again, the more I think about it, the more I like it. Uh, a reviewer that lives here in Akron gave it an A plus on his YouTube channel, which I'm like, ah, that's, Pretty generous, but uh, I think I see uh, the, the acting is just phenomenal. Fantastic acting. Uh, lots of farting jokes <laughs> in there, uh, it, but but they, it plays to what the movie is. Just that uncomfortable. You're stuck in this little house on an island in the middle of nowhere with just going insane. And uh, man, much like the witch. There is a scene towards the end, I'm not going to spoil it, but there is a scene in the end that is very, very haunting. That it starts, I was going to say, where's the horror? It's just, well, it's, I don't want to say The Shining, because The Shining does have ghosts or whatever, but it is much more of a psychological, like, a mental breakdown horror. Uh, and there is fantasy elements, like mermaid type stuff going on. Is it in, is it in the guys, is it in their heads? Is it not? There's a seagull that plays into the thing. <laughs> I saw that clip. Oh, and that Robert just him and the seagull. They just they have it out. <laughs> they have it out. It's great. <laughs> but um, I, I'm liking the movie. The more I think about it. it, I gave it three out of five, which is kind of low. But I think that it's going to play better at home to me, even with the sound effects. And this it was fine in the theater. It was good and loud, but. Sound effects also play a part in this movie, and just there's these noises that that the the lighthouse is making, and it just kind of adds to. I understand why they're they're going out of their minds. Just there's no escape on this island. Like, you can't go anywhere to even take a dump without the other person knowing it. So, uh, I 
I commend Robert Eggers for... Uh, that was a bold move, shooting that aspect ratio in grimy black and white. Uh, this is very art housey, but again, I've been thinking about it ever since I've seen it, and it's, while it's not perfect, it might play even better on a second viewing. So, well, the lighthouse. When it comes to, I think we might have talked about this before, but when it comes to aspect ratio, uh, I don't give a damn if you shoot in 70 millimeter or in 4.3. What I care about is that the film is released to us in that same aspect ratio. Yes. And that comes from back in the early days of physical media when they would always release everything in full screen. And that because our screens were square. Yeah. And then as we progressed, it went to widescreen and then they would still kind of dick you on the DVD side and just give you full screen or that's all that was available mm-hmm. to rent. So it became a real issue of aspect ratio. You had to really educate yourself on what was what. Uh, I wanted to read you. Did you see what his next project is? I heard that he was interested in redoing Nosferatu. I mean, is that still a thing? That's still a thing, but I don't, I don't think that's the next one. This, I think this is the next one and that one's down the line. Uh, the Northman. It's set in Iceland at the turn of the 10th century. Script centers around a Nordic prince who sets out on a mission of revenge after his father is murdered. Alexander Skarsgård is in talks to play the prince. Uh, other cast members eyed for roles include Alexander's brother and it favorite Bill Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Willem, Willem Dafoe, and Anya Taylor-Joy. Hmm, nice. Okay. Well, here's another thing, and I'm not sure if he's going to do it with that, with that movie, but... Okay, so with The Witch, it felt like like that time period, especially with the accents and even just the way it was filmed. And even that, that movie had that its own aspect ratio, but it felt like that this movie here, it truly does feel like something that was shot back in the turn of the century. And again, I I commend him for doing that, that it felt legitimately like a really, really, really old movie and not like, Oh, they just made a brand new movie. And, the similars and threw right. some filters on there and it's black and white and no. slightly colored. Yeah. This, this is legit. Like, wow, this feels like an early twenties movie. And part of it was those performances in the witch. Cause I, I don't know if you remember, but I sure as shit do when I'm sitting in the theater watching the last Jedi, the beginning of that movie and waiting for Hux, wait, wait, holding for general Hux. Do you remember that scene? Uh huh. And then they pan over to the, Hux goes, can he hear me? And they pan over to just random person operating the console. It's the mom from The Witch. And she looks up and goes, yeah, or something like that. Oh, and was I, it really? And as soon as I, I saw her, I was like, ah, The Witch! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, she was the one that had the bird pecking at her booby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that was so yucky. Yeah. <laughs> yucky. But, uh... <laughs> booby and yucky. We use big boy words here. <laughs> horsey and yucky and... It's been a while since the horsey had to come out of his stall. Uh, what's next? Uh, so Creepshow Season 1, Episode 5. I'm going to hold off on that one because Episode 6 is going to be tomorrow night. Or no, that's actually on Thursday on Halloween. And I'll count... Though, together, right. those will count as one. Okay, so I'll review that next episode. Uh, in the Just together. Um... Dead Shack. Now, uh, now we get into the Shutter channel because I'm like, you know, that you hated. I did. I did. I I tried it. I did the seven day free trial thing. I'm like, nope. Well, I'm like, I'm gonna try the free trial thing again, and um, 
I, I'm impressed. Quite impressed. They have now, since way back then, they, they now have like a whole bunch of movies that are pretty much, um, strictly to them streaming. So, uh, Revenge, that, that newer French movie, yeah. Revenge, is on there. I own the Blu-ray, but they have a lot of, you can only watch it on, it's exclusive. Yes. Uh, and so there's going to be a, <laughs> here we go. There's going to be some shutter reviews coming up. But thus far, it is definitely worth the $5 a month. Definitely worth. And I haven't even gotten into the TV shows other than Creep Show. There's, there's an Eli Roth, uh, which actually I listened to one of the, one of his episodes via podcast and it's really good. But there's like a French science fiction space TV show on there that I want to watch. Joe Bob Briggs is on there. Uh, Critter, the new Critters series is on there. There's a ton of content. And five dollars a month, I'm like, uh, sure for now. Let's try it out. First up is Dead Shack from 2017. While staying at a cabin in the woods during the weekend, three teenage kids discover their neighbor is feeding guests to her zombie family. In short order, the battle is on as the kids fight to stay to save themselves and their family. Um, uh, you know what? Not bad. Uh, this was a. It's. I felt like a Canadian. Movie, I think it was Canadian. Uh, there's one of the kids, and I, I just, I'm gonna get into this later, but I don't know why people write in such reprehensible asshole characters, but there's a kid in here that was just, immediately I'm like, I want to just smack you right across the face because you're an obnoxious character. Why are you being written like that? You're just, you're obnoxious. I'm like, back in, back in my day. <laughs> Like the 80s, oh, that stuff there, like, you liked pretty much all the characters. Even the the dude bros, the nerdy people. Like, just look at the Friday the 13th movies. They're, pretty much all the characters in those older Paramount ones are likable. So I don't, I just don't understand why you write characters like that. But anyway, this was fine. Uh, the There's a father figure in this, the, the dad of this, uh, uh, this brother and daughter. Um, brother and daughter. Good God, Eugene. Uh, brother and sister. And uh, he's quite funny. And, and you can tell he was written in to deliver the, uh, the witty jokes. And they're funny. The gore is really, really good. And that's what saves the movie is once things start rolling, uh, it's good. I, it, with the lighthearted approach that they take, I was surprised at how they ended things, which was a bit sad. Um, but all in all, Good movie. I I enjoyed it. It was harmless fun. Um, oh, starring Matthew Nelson Manhood. That's a uh, name. Which which guy is that? Is he Jason. the? Uh, oh, he's the main. Okay, he's good. He's fine. It's or it's Ma, the I other Mahood. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gabriel Labelle. That's the other one. Oh, I didn't like him. His character. <sighs> you didn't like his character. I didn't like his character. He. I mean, he was fine acting. It just. He was written in an assholeish way. Uh, okay, Among the Living, not the Anthrax song, yeah, the movie. Among the Living, where are you? Among the Living, there you are. This is from Alexandre Bastillo, and he directed uh, Inside. I knew that. I, I got that. Yep, uh, and a Livid, which was pretty good. Anyway, uh, three kids skip school in order to explore an abandoned film studio lot where they catch sight of a woman being dragged across the lot by a masked man. 
Um, here's another one that, uh, it's, it's mean spirited. It's, Oh, from the guy that made inside it's mean spirited. Hold on, hold the phone. (laughs) Um, the, the kids were okay, but to get from them to get the, from point A to where they're actually at this, this abandoned film studio, you get to not like any of them a whole lot. I'm like, you're doing it again. I, you're, I, it feels like you're trying to go for a stand by me type of camaraderie, but I'm like, mm, it kind of are all little shits. They try to burn a barn down. I'm like, mm, not liking you, not liking you at all, not rooting for you. You got to give me something to root for. Yeah. However, once they had, to, once they have to go into survival mode, and the killer starts doing his McKillery things, uh, it, things significantly pick up, and oh, you know, that last. Oh, man, that last 20 minutes or so is... Uh, one little kill spoil here is, uh, yeah, unlike the lame trick, there these are good kills. There's one guy, he's a, I think he's a police officer, and the killer just, with a one quick, clean swipe, half his, like the bottom half of his face just, boop, gone, just sliced right off, and it was... Very convincing, uh, very well done special effect. It was quite good. Uh, anyway, it's another one of those to where it, it would have been a really good roulette. It's not something that I would want to own on Blu-ray, but I'm like, that was a good October watch. So, cool. Among the Living. I'll pass um, just because inside, I'm good. Yeah. Next. I uh, like the premise, it, though. Yeah, it was a good premise. Um, uh, but yeah, it gets... Very mean spirited towards the end. Um, oh, and actually, the uh, the lady from the crazy lady from inside is in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, hey, I recognize your teeth. Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> well, she's I, she, I, she was she was great in inside, but she has like this a little gap between her two front teeth. She has, has summer teeth. It's some uh, summer here, summer there. Yeah, well, no, I mean, her teeth are great. It's just, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why you mention it. <laughs> yeah, but they're just they're just a little bit apart, and I'm like, oh, that's inside, lady. Oh. This is oh, the part I where, where I leave you hanging. I know, because now I'm wanting to backtrack, and there is no coming back. Uh, it's her. It's, yeah, it's Tooth Lady. Uh, next up is... Oh, I, I feel guilty. Terrified from 2017. Uh, um, Damien Rugna directed it. Uh, when strange events occur in a neighborhood in Buenos Aires, a doctor specializing in the paranormal, her colleague, and an ex-police officer decide to investigate further. Uh, Jesus, this was, that cover. Holy shit. Oh, man. Dude, this movie, the first hour of this movie is so good. I'm like, this, it, it was like, I felt kind of like the first time I watched The Grudge. Like, I was freaking scared. It was creepy. Um, You you brought that up. Did you watch the trailer for the remake then? Not yet. Not yet. But I I will. Is it? Well, yeah. Is it good? Uh, It it looks like a grudge movie. And I don't mean the American remake. I mean the original. It looks like a grudge movie. Oh, nice. Starring John Cho. Which I... uh, Big thumbs up there. He's a good actor. Uh, anyway. Okay, well, um, here's where the movie dropped the ball, at least for me, dropped the ball. Uh, that last 20, 25 minutes, it just, 
It felt like it didn't quite know where it wanted to go. I actually watched the last half hour of it two times because I'm like, did I miss something? Like, what What am I missing here? And the second time through, I'm like, no, still not quite clicking with me. But dude, that first hour, oh man, just very well done ghosty creepiness, especially the beginning. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but all the setup is... A husband and wife are in bed, and wife goes to take a shower, and the na- the guy starts hearing his neighbor pounding on the wall, like just bump bump, bump bump, and pisses this guy off, and he starts yelling at the neighbor, and still doesn't stop, and so he goes to, oh yeah, I'll just stop there. It, it was a great a great setup for. A very good movie. So Terrified is a great title for a terrifying movie. Okay, that was the best one. That's the best thing that I've seen thus far on Shudder. Now, I had also watched The Furies, which was awesome, and Haunt, which was even more awesome. But I hadn't watched those at the time on Shudder with my subscription. Anyway, Um, okay. Next up, another one from Shudder without name. Uh, let's see here. That's, that's a title? It is, yes. From 2016, uh, a land surveyor is on assignment in a this ancient forest, and he's having an affair with this bla- blonde lady, and she's with him. Uh, bad relationship with the wife and the son who obviously hates him. Uh, they meet the guy in the woods, and they start tripping on shrooms and other tea herbal stuff and hey that's a trippy weird movie um beautifully shot in the forest really good acting slow 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 burn but i was never bored there was an actual there was a a warning in the beginning of the movie about i don't want to say like epilepsy of like the the strobe light effect type deal and yeah, they weren't they weren't wrong. It's in there. It's like whoa, that's okay. It it's trippy, but um, I mean it's not top tier stuff. But that and it's very ambiguous. You're not quite sure what's going on. Uh, very art housey, but it was good. Very well made. Um, boy, when they do drugs, it's ooh, very druggy. <laughs> okay, I feel like I'm just. I have taken over the show. Yeah, I said it's going to be a very Eugene epic. You've done this before. It's fine. It's. Are okay. you happy that for once you're winning the horrorthon? Well, yeah, and this this kind of makes up for the 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 just the nail bite cliffhanger ending of the uh, fantasy movie league, where you just where you pulled out that victory. <laughs> like ah, my, this is half a mil. Yep, my half a mil. This this is my comeuppance, I guess. Your, yeah, well, you haven't won yeah. in years, so... No, I know, yeah, so it's it's time, I guess, uh, although you never know. Yeah, like, oh, and we're not, I mean, we got a few days left, I guess I could just take the rest of the week off work and sit at home and binge horror movies. 24 hours a day. Wouldn't that be hilarious we get to the next episode and I just watch 27 movies in a row and just, <laughs> and beat you by, like, one. <laughs> one, oh. Oh, man, I truly would go into a complete, like, insane, like... He'd be out there in the yard. This is what happens when you cheat on your report card, Billy, and smashing that red card of bits. Oh, I would love to. Oh, I would love to. I'm just staring at it. Uh, okay, um, All the Creatures Were Stirring, another one on Shudder. This is the first 
step down. Uh, this is an anthology, and here and I'm like, okay, now we're starting to tread into Netflix territory, where this feels like a forgettable, net, like kind of cool cover Netflixy junk, but still better than those. Uh, anthology movie set on Christmas Eve where this couple goes to a performance art theater where people are on stage doing, I don't know, things. And then we cut to the short stories. Uh, they, they needed much more money to, for this, for this to work. Uh, and that's the biggest problem is that, is that it felt too low budget. The stories themselves were actually pretty good. The, ranging, well, yeah, ranging from good to, there was one that I'm like, now that was legit really good. Uh, but man, it, it had that squeaky clean HD camera feel to it. It just felt very, very, very low budget. Um, but I will give it a minor pass just because I've seen so much worse crap. Um, anyway, there you go. It was good for one watch. I won't watch it again, but. It was harmless for the most part. All the creatures were stirring. It's an anthology film that you're not going to watch again. Did you really just say that on this show? Yeah. Don't quote me on that. It literally Don't. is a quote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Taken out of context. Not at all. Out of no, context. it was literally what you said, that you're not going to watch this again. If you watch the news, if you see what's going on in, with the... <laughs> I'm I'm allowed to have a couple of those, and it's you took it out of context. I might <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I might. I would see. Um, I won't watch it again. Change to I might watch it. I got you. Okay. I, well, this year, this year, oh, I should specify. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas is still ahead. <laughs> I know, and it might be one of those where it's like, yeah, yeah we'll see. I might watch it again. Uh, the taking of Deborah Logan is next. Um. Uh, uh, this I've is watched great. this one, haven't I? Oh yeah, this was one of the original. Oh, I recommended on... this one to you. Yeah, this was one of the original ones on the podcast. This is like probably in the first ten episodes or. Tw- I remember that you tweeted to this director or whatever, and he responded. Back. I remember you got in touch with the director. Yeah, Adam Robital. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Hold on, I'm going to see here. Okay, this must have been within the first fifteen episodes. Yeah, I, I figured. It's not on our. It's not up. That's one of the classic episodes that maybe one yeah. day will make a resurgence. This movie is fantastic. This is, uh, of all of the found footage movies, this is easily top five, possibly top three. It's so good and so scary, and it's legit. There's reasons why this is being filmed. They're making a documentary on the uh, effects of Alzheimer's, and... So right there, it's like there's reasons why cameras are being placed in the house. There's reasons why people are being interviewed. All that stuff makes sense. Uh, so that legitimately gets a pass. And is this movie scary? Uh, and how it unfolds. This is the second time I've watched it. In like the last time I watched it was five years ago when it came out or whenever it came out. Um, but it's got just enough. Icky parts. Again, I'm using, yeah, icky and poopy and... <sighs> it's our PG yeah. episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> the PG episode. I do uh, but... I, I do remember that image in the third act as just... You know what it, what image oh, I'm talking about. Oh, yes, I do. It is just seared into my skull. Oh, it's so uncomfortable. There was one time where she's... Deborah Logan is... she's I think she's being interviewed or she's being tested or something by a doctor. And she just starts scratching her arm and just 
just peels a huge chunk of her skin off. Oh, it's so unsettling. Um, and the fact that it's a, a really old person that is doing this and she's already suffering from Alzheimer's and then the reason why she is being possessed is because of her Alzheimer's. It's so good. The movie is... So, I give it four and a half out of five. Like, I would say this and uh, I guess if you can consider Lake Mungo found footage, it's not really... It's, that's more of a an actual... It's a mix, doc- isn't it? Because there's yeah. interviews and stuff too. Yeah, which is, there is with this as well. Uh, but, but this those one didn't two... set out to be a horror movie. Like, I mean, the movie itself did, but the premise yes. behind it didn't set out to be a horror movie. That's why the no, cameras was... work okay. Yeah, it, it, that's where the planets aligned uh, for the found footage. That's this movie. So I highly recommend. It's not on Blu-ray, and the only thus far I can only find it uh, like in HD on Shutter. But man, was that a good movie to watch again? It just scared the shit out of me again. It's very rare that movies can really get to me, and that one on second viewing. Like Lake Mungo, it got to me. <sighs> very, very good. And um, I love the 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 last shot of the movie is a bit of a downer type thing in a good way. Like one of those, aha, I totally dug it. Totally dug it. Okay. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> man. Next up, Beazle Booth. Wait, or what? Be- Bell- oh, Bell's Beazle Booth. That Beazle Booth. Like the, that, that's the a Spanish version of Beetlejuice. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Beazle Booth. Oh, I, I meant uh, Belzebuth. Beazle I don't booth. even know if that's better. What is Bells? Spell it. Belzebuth from Mexico. Can you spell it? Um, B-E-L-Z-E-B-U-T-H. All right. Beazle uh, I'm going with Beazle Booth. Beazle Booth. Okay, so Tobin Bell stars as a priesty type creepy guy in this. Uh, After losing his family in an extremely tragic way, Detective Ritter must investigate a massacre at a school perpetrated by a student. Um, And then it gets very culty. The first 45 minutes of this movie are, I was floored. Like, I cannot believe this movie is going there. Like, we're talking, it's hardcore and like really well, like big budget. I can't. I can't believe the budget is three point six million dollars. Um, I mean, the man that first act where there's this cult that is straight up murdering kids, and oh my god, is it hardcore? Uh, but not done like it's not like one of those. Oh, you're super low budget and you're trying to be offensive or whatever. It's like this is like this feels like a big budget horror suspense thing here. Um, I really liked the movie, but I think that I, w- I wish that they would have tried to stick a little bit more with that aspect, uh, versus they got a lot more supernaturally towards the last hour or so. And it still worked and it was still really creepy. Um, where, but, where are these movies coming out? I mean, I, are they all going straight to shutter? Cause five of the last yeah. six I haven't heard of. Yeah, straight to Shutter. I've never heard of that movie. There's though, there's more on there that I've never heard of that I can't wait to watch. Well, but yeah, I've never when you're doing movie. when you're effectively doing roulettes on there, and they're mm-hmm. they're they're good. You're getting singles, and maybe yeah. not home runs, but you're hitting some singles. Yeah, this one here, I think this would get me to second, maybe even third base. Mm. That's uh, this was a this was a good movie. It, I was hesitant to hit play because it was an hour and fifty four minutes, but there was a lot of really good reviews. 
And I love how there are certain movies that can just suck you in immediately, like by a complete, like, shocking opening. This movie's opening was, oh, it was so shocking. I'm like, I cannot believe you're doing this. Uh, but again, they, they kind of dropped the ball a little bit towards the end. There is a scene, uh, I guess minor kind of spoiler, I, I, a really cool scene. This is kind of the turning point to where it gets a little bit more supernaturally, where our, um, cop guy and a priest guy that are trying to figure out what the killings are all about. And this is, this is kind of very much end times type movie and, uh, the second coming of Christ and the Antichrist and all that stuff. And there is a statue of Jesus, uh, in this underground. They're, they're exploring an underground tunnel and anyway, uh, and the, this statue comes to life and it's like, it's like old and it's kind of like, it's trying to get break free of the cross and the pieces of it are falling off. And it's got this, you know, black Norwegian death metal voice going on and explaining, I'm gonna, and, oh, so scary and cool. <laughs> oh, and just very, very evil. Oh, okay. That'll be, okay. that'll be a Blu-ray, huh? Is that what you're saying? Oh, I would probably buy that on Blu-ray, yes. Yep, I would. That was worthy of a Blu-ray. Um, next up is The Lion King. Okay, this one here is the... <laughs> oh, I believe you. That's a horror show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh? Actually, I'll save that for after the horror-thon. I do want to talk about that movie, though. Okay. Um, Halloween 2 is up next. This is the 1981 movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, and Donald Pleasance. Um, I don't think we need funny. to spend a ton of time on no. this one. No. Uh, in fact, I as I was watching this, when it got to the point uh, where it got to the part where... Uh, uh, let me find his name here, uh, because he, Bud. And I'm like, oh, I remember a year ago when I when I made the joke about Amazing Grace comes sit on, on my, my face. face. <laughs> I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. There's my callback from a year ago. God bless you, Bud. Um, it's great. I think this is better. That I, I'm probably the only person on earth that that thinks this, but I like this better than the original. The music is better. And it's much more of a an '80s slasher, which I love. It just it feels like it fit, it fits in with the Burning and the Friday the Thirteenth movies and all of those. It's like it's everything is ratcheted up. There's more killing in it. It's uh, the setting is I liked the setting better in the hospital. Um, got a great ending. Uh, it's great. I love this movie. And I I grew up watching this movie on VHS. I taped it off of late night television. And so I watched the edited version of this for, oh God, how many years? And this is one of those where I finally watched the edited version. I'm like, whoa, this is hardcore. Well, obviously now it's not hardcore, but anyway. Um, anyway, now, yeah, I'm spending way too much time on Halloween too, but I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to try and okay. dig that. I have that on VHS. I'm going to try and dig it out. I know exactly where it's at. Great movie. Great movie. Okay. The Ranger from 2018. Um, another Shutter movie. This is a park ranger is out murdering uh, punks, like punk rocker type people. Uh, I think it's set in the 80s, I think, but there's a bit of a swing in a miss. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it is clearly a swing in the miss. Uh, I hated every single character in this movie, even the killer. They, they are all awful. Just reprehensible, awful characters. Um, no one to root for at all. There's a main girl that you're supposed to kind of root for, but I'm like, mm, she's 
snorting coke and being a... No, I don't root for her at all. You're... Why? The most unlikable batch of asshole characters in this movie. And But I will say this. There is some legitimate good gore in the movie. Um, I even didn't like the fact that like there's a gay couple. T- two of the guys are gay in the movie. The punks. and Which is fine. But... It felt shoehorned in for some reason. It, did, it didn't feel natural. None of the... It, oh, such a... Just... Oh, I didn't like this movie. <sighs> anyway, okay, there you go. Uh, let's do a real quick IMDb game here. Um, if you like this movie, there are more like this. You know what that little sec- section is? Uh-huh. I'm not going to tell you what the movie is, but I'm going to tell you the ones that it suggests. Okay? And then okay. you try and guess the movie. Uh, tell me if you like these movies. You might be the killer. Okay, that's on my shutter uh, to watch list. Oh, I thought you already watched it. Okay, The mm. Ranger, uh, Christmas Presents, it's not spelled like a gift, spelled like a okay. entity. Sleigh Bells, <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, and Pledge. <laughs> oh, no, Pledge is worlds better than this. That's that's not the movie they're suggesting. Yeah, that's all the creatures were stirring. If you liked all the creatures were stirring, then you oh, might like those oh. six movies. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, not good. You would have uh, actually, you would have probably turned it off after the first couple minutes when, you, as soon as you meet the punk rock kids, off done. Yeah. You just immediately you're like, oh, I know how this movie's gonna go. Um, yeah. Oh, and one time, one time a guy gets his foot chopped off, and and then he gets he's able to get into a van. And he turns on the stereo and there's a punk rock song and then he, the dismembered, that's the band's name, because <laughs> my foot's dismembered, or some stupid shit like that. It's stupid. Anyway, okay, next up. Uh, Boar <laughs> from 2017. Uh, B-O-R, how do you spell it? No, B-O-A-R. Okay, I am instantly more interested. Yes, a pig movie. Australian pig movie. Uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's got to be Australian if it's going to be a pig movie. John Jarrett uh, of Wolf Creek is in uh-huh. this. And Bill Mosley is in this uh, from uh, Double Through Jacks, the Rob Zombie movies. And uh, I got to say, this is a good movie. Uh, could have been great, but uh, what holds it back is a few shots of some pretty poor CGI. And again... Another obnoxious character. This is a dude bro, Australian version of a dude bro here in the States. And they didn't have to have his character in this movie at all. He was awful. Everything out of his mouth was just asshole. You don't have to have a character like that in your movie to make, I don't, I don't know why they do it. I don't know why. Like, they could have, this movie was an hour and 36 minutes, cut all of his crap out. And this would have been an hour and 25 minutes, and it would have been all the better for it. I, do you think it's because they want the audience to root for them to die? I think so, but I, I hated him. And then, I mean, yeah, he gets his, he gets his, but it wasn't that, even that good of a kill. It was okay. But I, I don't know. I just, I don't understand it. Like, I, anyway. Um, the pig itself was great. A great big practical effects beast. Um, everybody else was fine in the movie. It was a good movie. Uh, just, it, it's hampered by that awful asshole kid in it. Oh, I hate when they do that. Okay, next up. 
Oh, I mean, we're getting on in time here. How many more? You go? I mean, come on. What are you oh, doing? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Okay. The Witches from 1990. And just so you know, Rotten Tomatoes says it's horror, family, fantasy, whatever. So we're going to go with that. Um, this movie, 1990, starring Angelica Houston and Nicholas Rogue directed that. I think we've talked about this before. Oh, he directed Don't Look Now, which I quite liked. And Walkabout. Um, okay, this movie, um, I, uh, I, the best way to describe this, I guess, is like, I would be like, like Frodo Baggins leaving the Shire on his way to Mount Duke Mordor and the, the, the trek that he took, it's kind of how the trek, it's how long it took me to watch this, this damn movie. Just, just. Weeks, weeks, it felt like of trying to watch this movie because I would fall asleep every 10 minutes. These 10 minutes fall fast asleep and my wife would be like, wake up, just let's go to bed. <sighs> Rinse, repeat the next night. I'm like, oh, well, I, I, what did I miss? So I would rewind it. Okay, here we go. At, done, D- done, <laughs> falling asleep. <sighs> and I've watched, I've watched this movie like twice. Because I keep falling asleep because it's not good. And everybody seems to like this movie except me. I don't know that I've heard of this one. It's a oh, it's based it on was, a Roland Dahl book. It was just a journey that never... It never ended. I'm... Oh, it took me so long to watch this movie. And finally this morning at 5 a.m. I'm like, now I'm going to finish the movie. So I can never ever watch this movie again. And, oh, and Rowan Atkinson is a... Works at a restaurant and these witches that turn kids into mice and one kid that's a mouse and his grandma has a potion to turn them into mice, I think. And, oh, not for me. I, it was an adventure, a boring adventure. If there were, uh, well, this might make you feel better. Cumulative worldwide gross, $10 million. Well, there you go. I must be missing something on this one, but. No, not. It, it was a bomb. Yeah, it, there were some practical effects, like some Jim Henson-looking practical effects. That was cool. But, I mean, literally, like, I would watch a little bit, fall asleep. She'd angrily wake me up. I would swear and then go to sleep and then wake up. And then the next night when I would come up, you know, you know, half, you know, just pissed drunk and then rewind it again. Like, okay, here's where here's where I fell asleep. And then, oh, and just... Like, ah, oh, Rowan Atkins again, Rowan Atkinson again, and, uh, oh, I it like that never you've ended. watched this movie more than once, but not ever at one time. You just rewind no. and watch, you have to catch up on that, I mean, you watch that minute over again, and that minute yeah. over again. Yeah, and, then, and now think of my wife. <laughs> oh, I already have lots of pity for your poor wife. Oh, where she's just watched this over and over, and I'm finally like, I have to just be done with this, so she, cause I can tell she's done. So, it's... It's done now. It is done and checked <laughs> off the list. Um, okay, and then I, I've almost made it through through uh, Dog Soldiers, but I have a half hour left, and so I want to I want to review the whole thing. So I haven't watched the last half hour, so I've watched it many times. But I'll save that for next episode because I have talked so much that I feel I mean I'm embarrassed. <laughs> this is what happens when I have to spend five hours editing the show. That's how yeah. long it took this last week for hour and forty five show. And I've got to make music because Eugene's got to sing jingles that are funny. So the shit (laughs) takes time. 
think it's worth it in the end, but I sacrificed Horathon this year because, of, yeah. So, work, bitch. Now, you should keep keep the little jingle for next year, though, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll add something to it, but... Uh, that, yeah, that'll stay. Those things don't go away. <laughs> I still think we... We kick horses till they're dead, then undead, and we keep right on kicking. Oh, I know, I know. Now, we should still come up for something like the top ten, like a little jingle I, for the top I did, 10. there's one on my desk, which apparently we did at some point, but I haven't got any music for it. One at a time! You keep making me work! <laughs> <laughs> or even like, um, the theater ticket lottery! I already made one for theater ticket lottery, but we don't play that game anymore because you won't play it by the rules, so... What?! I told you we're never playing that game again until you start keeping tickets separated. Because I was losing because you kept pulling out old tickets and wouldn't tell me. Wait, I'm looking here on my list. No, that doesn't work. The list doesn't work. <laughs> and... <laughs> um, there are movies you have pulled out four or five times and talked about. Movie tickets... Oh, sure, here, here they all are on my computer. No, it doesn't work that way. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your rules. You're uh, I'm a punk rocker. Oh yeah, I'm a loner. Yeah, you're, I'm a loner. I'm a rebel. Yeah, you're a real loner, punk rocker, rebel sitting in your yard shaking your fist at your neighbor's car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that brings yeah, Horathon Part Four. The score is forty-three to sixty-two. <laughs> Are you happy with yourself? <laughs> oh, now, how many can I squeeze in there until Thursday? I'm, I mean, I, what I try to do is I average like one in the evening and then one at well, 5 a.m. Obviously more than two a day. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I guess, I mean, there's times if I'm working on my computer, there's times where if it's kind of shitty, then I'll have it relegated to like a, a little square on my computer so I can multitask and stuff. <laughs> and sometimes, like, if I'm, like, you know, brushing my teeth or whatever, I'll have it on my phone and my, my phone's propped up there and I'm streaming. <laughs> you know, like, hey, whatever it takes. It's, it's <laughs> winners never quit and quitters never win. So there you have it, folks. <laughs> Not a quitter. Been too busy editing the show. Because <laughs> I can't watch a movie while I'm editing. Uh, I just can't. I mean... Yeah. Even if I put, well, actually I have while I was editing, I put some, if it's something that's a shitty VHS that, or something I've seen before, it can be in the background, but I have to actually listen to the podcast to get, you know, catch, catch all the damn things and. Hey, hey, teamwork, teamwork makes the dream work. work. Where, where's the teamwork? <laughs> I'm supplying the, uh. Oh, you're the talent and I'm the production? <laughs> Okay, fuck this show, then. Uh, I am the actor, I'm the Tom Cruise, and you are the... I guess the, director, uh, because I do steer this ship. Yeah, um, you're you're the Michael Bay. Oh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, this is a real multi-million dollar production. Uh, oh. Anything else you want to review? Um, yeah, that should do. I mean, next next episode will be Terminator Dark Fate. I'm going to watch that this weekend. And hopefully I'll get some of the... I mean, this shutter has totally just taken over my life to where I can't watch any of my, you know, got Dead and Breakfast that I, that I wanted to watch and review, and I haven't got to that. I want to rewatch uh, Bloodsucking Bastards. 
and uh, some older Italian stuff, and I just haven't got around to it. And might I just feel like a I'm in the mood for a cannibal movie again, but. Anyway, yeah. Okay. I'm just... uh, coming soon for me, I got Gremlins 2, The New Batch, Beyond the Door 2, Rose Red, Terminator 6, Dark Fate, I'll talk about next week, uh, Halloween 2, and Bloodsucking Bastards. That's on Hoopla. I want to try and get that watch, too. Okay. Uh, do, you have one, do you have a movie that you're specifically waiting to watch for, like, Halloween night? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's a Thursday. I, I might go to The Witch. I That's what I kind of did last year, and that was nice. Yeah, it's it's perfect Halloween material. And it's Thursday night. Yeah, I might be able to get that done. But So what do you guys do if, like, because Thursday night here is trick-or-treating, and we got our costumes, and we're all ready to go, and I'm like, it's calling for snow, and, like, wind gusts of 40 miles an hour, and rain, and awful weather. I'm like, I, I, I Bundle up. I mean, I assume you're just going in your neighborhood? Yeah. That should be good and awkward. Um, yep. I, yeah, it will. We already did our trick-or-treating, so that was this last weekend. We went. We go down to where her parents live. There's a couple of nice, easy, accessible neighborhoods, and that's where she grew up, so we, we can get through there in a pretty quick amount of time. And this is the first year in probably four that it hasn't been raining. So that was nice. Ugh. Went down, made a quick couple of laps, got a whole bunch of mini candy bars that I'm going to steal from the kids, and uh-huh. there you go. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, with the weather, I'm like, are they, do they cancel it? Is that something they do, or? Uh, they probably just leave it up to the discretion of whoever wants to be out. Oh, and then all these people have to open their doors, and it's cold, and, uh, anyway. That, again, I'm old man grumpy again. Yeah. Oh, no, you're a young rebel. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am, though, that too. Yeah, just, just against me. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else in your world, just me. <laughs> uh, never mind the bollocks, here's the weavers. <laughs> We already got a title, damn it. It's Beezleboof. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great one, too. Okay, oh. we got to stop. <laughs> uh, I wish that we could keep going to for like an hour. Like, what are we at now? Now I'm just Dude, there's no way out. I'm going to catch you. You've already won. The next episode that I have to edit is stacked. It's an hour 45 again. <laughs> We're already across 135 here. That's... Oh, The Mandalorian. Should we talk about that? Yeah, I watched the trailer over and over. It was really good. And I got to see ah. Bill Burr shooting lasers. That was cool. Wait, what? Bill Burr's in The Mandalorian. Ah. What do you mean, ah? He said it on his podcast, and I saw him in the trailer. He's the bald <laughs> guy. He jumps out from behind the corner and has the laser gun on his back and the two pistols. And he's like, boo, 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 boo. Oh, that's okay. I, yeah. I'll watch the trailer again to make sure, but I... Ah, why you just believe me? <laughs> I'm a Star Wars dork. I've watched it 12 times. You haven't even watched the Grudge remake trailer yet. I got stuff to do. Oh, yeah. Watching movies on your phone while you're taking a shit. That's what you're doing. I I was literally doing that this morning. Oh, God. Uh, The Witch, I think, or The Witches. Anyway. uh, If you were watching The Witch on your phone... I'm gonna no, I'm no, gonna no, subtract no. a point from you for that. <laughs> no, that was no, that was evening viewing. No, it's it was yeah. <sighs> oh, All right, we gotta stop. I'll see you next uh, week. Uh, I know I you want to keep wasting my fucking time. I know I want to keep going, but all right, bye. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.